Sonic 1029 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Yeah. <laughs> Episode number 13, Top Ranking Podcast. My name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly sitting right over there. Yeah, lucky number 13. We were away for a week, uh, week because you were not here. Was it the saddest vacation you've ever heard of that I went to San Francisco by myself? No, I don't think so because I've done – I went to L.A. on my own. I've been to Seattle and Portland on my own. Yeah, I'm a Oh, my God. Maybe you're sadder than me. Am I alone? Okay, no, hang on. I can outsad you. I took a laminated picture of my wife, and I duct-taped it to a stick, and then I took pictures of her and me on the Golden Gate Bridge, her and me at Alcatraz. Where else? Yeah, because I think it is worth noting that you are a happily married man, but your wife stayed back. To mother your gifted dar- children, your darling children, gifted children. <laughs> so, so you left her in the dust, went and to San Francisco, but took a picture of her on a stick. On a stick. But you know what? I scored extra points with. I don't know that she was that impressed with it. I think she thought it was kind of sad and pathetic. But because I had actually printed off a picture of her, and then I went to Staples and had it lam- laminated. And I got duplicates done in case one of them got wrecked. And then I just duct taped it to a paint can, like one of those stir sticks you stir a can of paint with. And that's what I carried around in my backpack in San Francisco. Not weird at all. Not at all. Um, Because you also said that you went to a divey bar two nights in a row. Mm, That got sad, didn't it? When you hear two nights in a row and the save dive. That bar was built in 1860, Bryce. And it was fantastic because it's my dream bar. Because I walked up to the bar, I actually sat down at the bar, and I said, uh, what kind of beer do you have? And the woman just pointed, and she said, we have that kind. They had one kind of beer. <laughs> I love, and it was Pabst Blue Ribbon on tap. I like that you sat there at the bar alone with a picture of your wife on a stick. Mm. Yeah, that gets pretty pathetic when you hear that. That gets a little, a little sad. You but know, overall... Wh- Overall, it was great. Good. Yeah, it was good. You know what was was really cool, too? Because you don't think these are real people. But there's, you know how there's just some jobs that are way cooler than other jobs, and you hear people say them, you're at a dinner party, and stuff. I'm a helicopter pilot. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, helicopter pilot? That's pretty cool. One of the nights I was sitting up at the bar, and um, I heard the two guys, there was three of us in a row, and the two guys next to me, they didn't know each other. And they just started talking, and the one guy goes, I'm CIA. And the other guy's, I'm FBI. And they became best friends. And the whole time, I'm like, please don't talk to me. Please, You'll be so disappointed when you find out what I do. I, I, I like that they did ignore you from that conversation. They, I, not a glance. They never even looked at me. I just ate my wings in silence and then disappeared into the night. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast, available however you found it. You're listening to it right now, so just do that again. So, Garner, while you were away, I was here in the big city, and one of the things I did to pass the time was I was a plus one to Mm. my lovely better half's Christmas party. When do you go from being plus one to being a date? Like, plus one is pretty cold. 
It is a little cold. Okay, I was the date. Okay, because you guys have been together for a while. Yeah, I'm pa- we're past the plus one. So, okay, I was the date to her Christmas party. So, but are you at the point now at Christmas, her staff Christmas party where people are like, oh, hey, Bryce, good to see you again? No, definitely not. Oh. No, I met them all for the first time. Ooh. And uh, I won't say the name of the company she works for. Uh-huh. But something weird happened that I thought was weird, and I noted it in my brain to talk about here because I want to know if I'm crazy for thinking this was a little little off. So this was a pretty big Christmas party. It was like 150 people, I'll, I'll say, from multiple cities, like three or four different cities. And just before dinner starts, someone stands up and they're like, okay, uh, we're going to start calling names to go to the buffet. But first, uh, everyone bow your head. It's time for grace. Oh. And they said grace. Yeah, that's – and I respect people. That say grace before they, but a big staff Christmas party, that's kind of, it's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. If you're a religious person, that's fine. And if you do that with your family, that makes sense. At a work function where probably most, I, I wouldn't say everyone is on the same page in that department. To say grace, and it went on for a while. You know how we could take this to the next weird level, though? Is uh, if they'd said, everybody, please rise for the national anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Take your hats off. That would have been weird, but it's something we could all have been like, oh, okay. This one, you're like, wait, what did he say? Why is everyone quiet? Why are people looking down? So then you, and then you can spot the other people who are also kind of doing the, What the heck? Do I... Can I have a sip of my beer? No, you're not supposed to drink during grace. <laughs> but then someone, the guy finishes, and then another guy is like, great grace. Starts like, that was a great grace. Really? They rated the grace? Yeah. I wow. was like, was it? I don't know. I guess so. Hold up little cards. So I'm like, this is a little weird. But then you told me another part of this. There was like icebreaker games or something on the table. Yeah, what was they had like crossword puzzles and word jumbles that they had made. And some of the answers to these... So they were all Christmas themed. There was like Jesus was an answer in the word jumble in the word scramble. Oh. Savior, like wow, like there's some religious answers going on in there. She works in media, right? No, it's a, a property management. Oh, okay, is what it is. And uh, I was a little thrown off at just how kind of open they were about how the owners of this company are apparently quite religious. How I, did you do in the word search? Uh, the this word scramble I struggled in. I crushed the crossword, though. Really? I mean, when it's saying, like, Frosty the blank. <laughs> <laughs> Who was at this Christmas party? Preschoolers? <laughs> it was all grown adults. But I felt uh, like a big shot nailing this Christmas crossword. Yeah, you don't want to brag about that. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet. Where if you can dream it. There's definitely a porno about it. So, Bryce, I got a text message the other day. It's a weird time of year to be in a a relationship or to start dating. Yeah, it's a rough one to start. I've done that before, like just a couple weeks before Christmas and you start dating someone. Because you're like, do we buy each other Christmas gifts? Yeah, how much money do you put into it? There's a lot of questions. Do I have to go to his or her staff Christmas party? Right. It is weird. It's an awkward, it's a minefield of awkwardness. But I got a text message the other day from a guy who's like, I went on a first date with a girl last night. I kind of liked her. But at the end of the date, she offered me a handshake. Mm. And he was trying to decode that. Yeah. What does that mean? Because we all wrestle. (laughs) Typically, you're standing on the stoop and you're like, Mm. do I I smooch her? Like a mule eating an apple? 
Yeah, because it's either a kiss or no kiss. But to get a handshake. Well, what would be worse, though? I think, though, a fist bump or a high five is worse than the handshake. The handshake is, you know, it's kind of, there's you, a lot of flesh is touching. The fist bump is like, I don't want to touch you. And the high five is like, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if your date ends the same way you say goodbye to your Uncle Larry. Yeah, that's not a good indication. It's not a good sign that romance is brewing. But he's... He's really wrestling with this because he wants to know whether he should ask her to his staff Christmas party. I, I think that's fine. I think he's reading way much into it. I mean, not every date or whatever you want to call it has to end in a kiss. I think a handshake is perfectly okay. I think he should uh, consider asking her out. I'm not so sure about the, the company Christmas party, though. That's a little bit high pressure, but uh, I think, yeah, go for it. What do you got to lose? Yeah. It, it, you know what's weird is I'm thinking back on when I first started dating my wife, too. I think our second or third date was my company Christmas party. Oh, and wow. And that worked out? Obvious, well, yeah, it worked out. But <laughs> now I think about it, I go, that could have gone sideways. Like, what if all yeah. this, What if you bring a crazy person to your company Christmas party? Oh, yeah. We've seen those ones dancing on the table kind of crazy. Yeah. It is. You know what? To anybody who's thinking about bringing a crazy girlfriend or a nutty boyfriend to the Christmas party, thank you. Because we do appreciate that. It makes it fun for everybody else <laughs> who's kind of miserable being there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It does. At, at their own demise. You're right. So, hey, bring her. Might uh, It might help them. Okay. Hey, who is this? <laughs> It's Maryland. Okay, well, I think the majority of people are sort of, they kind of, the number of people I talked to who said, uh, don't dismiss this yet. Like a handshake, she might have just felt just as weird as you did and didn't know how to approach you. Awkward meets awkward and a handshake happens. Yeah, and but the majority of people said, do not invite her to your staff Christmas party. That's too much too soon. That's too much party for a new relationship to handle. It is. It is. Because like we talked about earlier, I would just went through that. And like we've been dating for a while. And even then I felt like a piece of meat. Yeah. But on the other hand, I want to salute those heroes that uh, they dance out there on the edge. And they, uh, they bring a crazy date to the staff Christmas party. Because it's wildly entertaining for all those people that are miserable miserable being at their staff Christmas party, they can sort of sit back in the corner and be like, ha, 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 ha. Brenda's date is about to fight the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> and it's entertaining. But those are daredevils. Those people, you're, um, I mean, I don't throw the word hero around all the time, but I will call you a hero, a person who brings a potentially crazy new date to a Christmas party. Okay, sure. That is pretty good to watch from the sidelines as just disaster is happening. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet where no one ever responds to my urgent MySpace messages. I can't even remember how we got onto this topic. We started talking to people about that one time they got trapped in that one place. And some of the stories were pretty funny. Some of them were terrifying. But there's the one story of the guy who uh, was trapped on a chairlift. This was at a ski right. resort in Montana. And he was trapped up there, and it was like minus 20 degrees Celsius. He's hanging up there for two and a half hours. The ski patrol finally gets him down to the ground using that weird harness thing. And uh, he gets down to the bottom, and they uh, compensated him with a half-day ski pass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for all the trouble. Here's a half-day. 
<laughs> How do you arrive at giving somebody who's been stranded on your piece of equipment for two and a half hours getting frostbite? How do you arrive at a half day? Yeah, you couldn't spring for a full day pass. Yeah. The extra few hours, is that's going to put you under? Oh, my God. There were some good stories. Um, a guy that was cr- uh, trapped overnight on, a, I called it lost at sea. He oh. went fishing in the Persian Gulf and they ran out of gas. The the, uh, the rescue involved rescue ships and a helicopter, so he got a lot of points for that one. Yeah, if you need a rescue sh- uh, ship, you had a bad night. Maybe you were trapped uh, behind a slow foursome in a mini golf course. I've been there. Oh, that's the worst. That makes me spin out. But I think this right here, this might have been my favorite. You mean the one where she got locked in a liquor store for 10 minutes? I did. True story. Totally mm. happened. I hope that when the staff came back and found you that you were... Uh, you did that move where you were sort of laying half on the floor and half <laughs> half on a shelf and empties and you'd painted like axes on your eyes. <laughs> I should have. If I was clever enough, I probably could have thought of a, a few ways to even mm. to get a better discount or something. <laughs> so you're in a liquor store and the staff left? Well, they they told me afterwards that they had gone to check their lottery, lottery tickets and they didn't think anybody was there. So they just locked the door and went two doors down to check the lottery tickets. But unbeknownst to them, I was still in the store. <laughs> Did you help yourself to a little something? <laughs> no, I should have, but I was a little bit, like, I was sort of in the wine aisle, so sort of in the middle of the store, and I'm not very tall, but I think if they would have, like, looked a little bit better, they would have seen me, saw that I was still there. Yeah. But I realized I was alone, so I was like, hello, hello, is anybody here? I checked the back room, I, you know, it was like, hello, and then I realized, like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm by myself, like, I'm, I'm alone in here. So I went to leave, and I couldn't, there was no way to turn the front to unlock the door. It was just, it was locked and I couldn't find a way to get out. So it was like, do I like call my boyfriend? Do I call the police? Like what, like how do I, what do, how do I get out of here? So I just waited for a few minutes and then they, they came back up to the door and I could see her face. Her eyes just got big and she's like, you're locked in. I said, I know. <laughs> so how did they, uh, did they make financial restitution? What did they well, do? They were like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, here, we're going to give you a discount. And I said, is this so I don't, like, phone and tell your manager? And she said, yes, please don't, please don't. And I'm like, well, no harm, but... Uh, <laughs> did you phone and complain? No, I didn't, no. no. I was a little bit confused more than anything. You know what's weird is that, have you ever heard your voice recorded and you hear it no. back and you're like, that sounds weird, that's not me. But doesn't your voice sound weird when you're alone somewhere and you're doing that, hello, is anybody? Yeah. <laughs> well, a little bit, because I, I sort of felt like, like, did I do something wrong? Like, am I missing something? Like, Yeah, am I in know? liquor jail? Yeah, <laughs> what do they do? And, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, so how long were you in there for? Probably 10 minutes. <gasps> like, it, it felt longer, too, because I didn't know if they were coming back or if they closed for the day. Or yeah. like, Remember that... Remember that Thai boys soccer team? They were stuck in that cave. Oh, yeah. Tonight, rescue teams in Thailand are working around the clock, scrambling to free a youth soccer team from the flooded cave. They've been trapped in for more than a week. You could probably totally relate to those guys now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, probably. Being locked in a liquor store for 10 minutes. Brutal. I mean, that 10 minutes is very confusing. (laughs) So I don't want to dismiss this. But we got a text from someone 
who told probably the most romantic story of being trapped I've ever heard in my life. Well, the most romantic trapped story that involves peeing down an elevator shaft. I hear they're trying to get Katherine Heigl to play the female lead in the movie version of this story. Yeah, she wants nothing to do with it. Well, her people are talking, <laughs> but she's going to need some more money. Yeah, somebody texted and, of course, didn't reveal his name, but he gave the name of his fiance. They lived in the same condo high-rise. They're in the elevator. She lived one floor below him. They didn't know each other. They got stuck in this elevator. He used the spoon that he had in his lunch bag for his soup to pry the elevator door open so that they could both pee down the elevator shaft. God, what a what a romantic he is. Her name's Jessica. Yeah, he said her name. And I, yeah, and I like that they are... Uh, now engaged. Mm, that it's a beautiful is story. Beautiful. Like, I wonder if that's, uh, they include the urination part when people say, oh, how did you two meet? Well, when they tell the story at the wedding, mm-hmm. is that in the, is that in the story? Because it's such a, a meet cute, as they say. It's just like, oh, we were both stranded in the same elevator and oh, we just knew. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Like, and we both peed down the elevator shaft, but oh, it, was, God. it was love at first sight. I don't want to, like, my my mind wanders when I think about this. Like, I can I can see how he might have pulled it off, but. Yeah, for her to pull that off, I do have to applaud, because that would take a certain amount of uh, aim uh-huh. and leg strength. Oh, yeah. You know, some. some Flexibility. Heart- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes a certain bend angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's some math involved with pulling that one off without ruining the inside of that elevator. And where does he go while this is taking place? Like, did, is that when they locked eyes midstream and that's when the love happened? They were only in that elevator for an hour. I feel like I could. That's the part that I could ride it out. Yeah, they were only in there for like, we we're like, oh, what was this, hour 12, 13? No, this was one 60 hour. minutes into this whole ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> Peeing down the elevator shaft. Beautiful. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet where your Uncle Barry posts weird things on Facebook. Well, Bryce Kelly, it's that time of year where you hear tales of heartache and woe and people struggling to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. It's a very charitable time of year. It's a tough time of year to be broke. And I've been there. You've been there. Yes, I have. Craig, one of our producers, has been there. Oh, man, Craig. So we we were swapping stories the other day of like, oh, back when I was super poor— and we're all telling these stories. And Craig, you told one about your time in Fort McMurray. What was it? Well, as you said, I was in glorious, majestic Fort McMurray, making no dollars an hour. And uh, was a broke radio kid. And I spontaneously decided to get a tattoo. But when I made the decision, I thought, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have enough groceries to get by for a nice like, week and a half. Uh and then I went home after spending like $300 or some on a tattoo and realized, oh, I don't have any groceries. Like, <laughs> I wasn't buying fresh food. I was buying like Mr. Noodle Cups and Pizza Pockets and uh, like mac and cheese. But I had just a box of saltine crackers and a bottle of Frank's hot sauce. And that's what you lived on for like a week? A week and a half. Oh, God. I had a little Ziploc bag every day of saltine crackers, and I brought my little bottle of Frank's and just add a little drops on it because I had to ration it. (laughs) And the tattoo, do you still have it, or did you get it covered? I sort of still have it. I I have it, but it's been reworked since then. So So it wasn't even good at the time? No. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I made some smart decisions back then. (laughs) 
Wow. So hang on a second. He, if I had to eat saltines with hot sauce on them for 10 days because I'd made a horrible financial decision, I don't know that I'd be taking those to work. <laughs> That's something you eat out of the public eye. Yeah. <laughs> you go sit in your car at lunch and you eat there. Uh, it just it sort of reminded me though because I remember once a long time ago being super broke and eating ketchup on saltines, never hot sauce. I've never gone that far down the saltine rabbit hole. Uh, you did say once that you made hamburger helper. Oh yeah, with no hamburger. With no hamburger. <laughs> so I just had helper. <laughs> oh god, that was so pathetic. I can't even remember what it looked like now. What it, I don't I don't know. Maybe it just looked like some sort of weird pasta. Like I remember, I don't even know if they still do it, where KFC did Toonie Tuesdays, where yeah. it was $2 and got like a piece of chicken and <clears throat> some fries maybe, that I would go with a $10 bill, and that would be what I had for the whole week. Wow. I would have five Toonie Tuesday meals. And <laughs> when you walk into the KFC with a $10 bill on Toonie Tuesday, and you ask for that money. Everybody in that place knows, hey, Bryce is broke again. <laughs> Everybody knows what you're doing. Someone didn't budget correctly. See, when I was your age, Bryce, like a long time, there's an age difference between Bryce and I. But back in the day when I was broke, there was no such thing as you couldn't go to Arby's and get five sandwiches for $5 or whatever the specials. There was no Taco Tuesday. There was no Toonie Tuesday at KFC. You just had to pay full price for everything at all times. <laughs> and I remember my biggest shame, and I think I've admitted this on the radio in the past, I'm going to admit it again in this podcast, was probably 30-some years ago. Oh, right. I was a young, starving broadcaster working in the middle of the night. Oh, God. I was, <laughs> this is so humiliating. <laughs> The radio station I worked for was doing a food drive for the food bank in the town I was in, and I stole a can of Chef Boyardee ravioli out of one of the donation bins, put it in my backpack, and I took it home. And I'm still ashamed of that. <laughs> Taking out of the food bin. Oh, yeah, that's pretty solid. Oh, my God. it was. But, again, it was going to somebody who couldn't afford to eat anyway. I guess it was going to go to someone in your same situation. I just eliminated the middleman. There's just, there is a shame with it. Just stealing. I'm sure you looked over your shoulder first, took it out, put it back in your backpack as fast as you could. Mm -hmm. I was struggling for the most part to think like, ah, maybe I haven't had that heart. But then I remembered uh, it was like six months into my radio career where I was already making no money that I was, I was fired. Mm, What? I was walked out the door and things got a little lean. I had to get a, part-time job in between radio gigs. So I was a waiter for about three weeks. Awful waiter. I can't imagine. I'm a terrible waiter. Serving up surliness. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a refill? No. Ugh, yeah. A lot of this? <sighs> There's definitely a lot of that. But I got hip to the scheme real fast on how to score free pies from the pizza place I was working at. I had never heard of this before until you told me this story. And I'm wondering, is this... Something people do regularly. It almost feels criminal. Like, I hope the statute of limitations is passed on this one. But what I would do, because I learned quickly that uh, if people didn't come to pick up their orders, they would just go like, oh, well, what are we going to do with this? The Johnsons didn't show up for their medium, fully loaded whatever. Yeah, so who wants it? I was like, who wants it? Hmm. 
So then what I started doing is I would call on my cell phone the front reception and be like, oh, yeah, I'll get a <laughs> large Hawaiian, please. And they'll be like, okay, uh, you can come pick that up in 25 minutes. I'm like, perfect. So then 25 minutes later when that person miraculously didn't show up, I'd be like, ah, oh, I guess I'll take that large Hawaiian. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take that burden, everyone. <laughs> Was it always 25 minutes before the end of your shift that you made that call? It was always, yeah, because you always wanted it a little warm. Can you give me an example of the voice you would have used when calling your coworkers to order a pizza? Oh, man. Do, I want you to go with um, go with an extra large pepperoni with mushrooms. It would have, I would have gone, if you go too high with the voice, I wouldn't have gone high with the voice, so I would have gone deeper. So it would have been the, hi there, I'll like uh Extra large pepperoni with some mushrooms, please. And Sheena is like, Bryce, do you have a cold? <laughs> I'll uh, I'll pay cash. I'll pick it up. I'll be like, oh, okay. Well, come get it. Like, okie dokie. Then hang up, come out of the bathroom where we're at, if whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you doing in the janitor's closet? <laughs> oh, mercy. I was a terrible employee. I bet you that is a regular scam. Uh, well, I don't know. I feel like a pioneer. Oh, Bryce, can I add one more thing from my broke shame years sure yeah yeah i was so ashamed of being broke what's wrong with me like i have money issues or something there is a shame of it at the time because you feel like everyone around you is doing well and you're the one person who that can't, has no money who can't connect the financial dots yeah i remember like i would just i would scrounge for a handful of change and back when gas was like 40 cents a liter whatever it was i'd come up with four dollars somehow and I would drive to a gas station in a strange part of town because I didn't want the regular gas station to see me paying with change. <laughs> and I would go in there and you just became a master of feathering that gas pump because if you went to $4.05, you didn't have the nickel to cover the five cent overage. So you had become a master of controlling that pump. And that's why I'm so good at pumping gas right now. It's probably the same feeling I would imagine a heart surgeon has. It's the exact same feeling. In the middle of a triple bypass, just like, oh, easy, old boy. Mm -hmm. Steady hands. Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Of course it's top ranked. I mean, why else would we call it that? Top Ranking Podcast with Garner and Bryce. So, Garner, um, recently we had some visitors in studio with us here in the building. Uh, maybe you've heard of them. They're called the Strombellas. Well, if you're not familiar with them, you should be. Yeah, Hits yeah. such as I got guns in my head and they won't go Spirits in my head and they won't go I got guns in my head and they won't go So they were in here and we talked, you know, about their music and blah, 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 blah. But we all had the same burning question. We, st we started this a few weeks ago with Max from Arkells. So the second people to play our game cash in hand are the Strumbellas. We had uh, Simon and Dave from the band where I asked them up front right now, here on the spot, how much money do you have on you right now? Uh, I can answer this. Nothing. Because I don't have a cash um, slot for my wallet. I just have carts. So I think this is perhaps like a cheat answer to this question, but um, there is absolutely nothing in my wallet right now. And what about you? How much money is in your wallet as we speak? I have $25 in my wallet. And the only reason I have that is because two days ago, our band got a buyout for, for eating. 
and got a $50 bill, and that's the only reason I have cash in my wallet. If you ask me any other day, it would be zero. You know what? You are th This guy right here, like, we all just make fun of him so much because we'll be on the road in, like, Germany, and he will literally have all of his credit cards just scattered in his backpack. Like, he doesn't even have a wallet, and we're like... Dave, you can't leave all of your stuff like that. We're in Germany. Like, you have to, like, keep a wallet and keep your password. And he's like, yeah, for sure, man. And, like, it's just hilarious. I'm proud to say that uh, I had $80 on me at the time. <laughs> money bags. <laughs> so I had more money than the Strumbellas. Yeah, wow. Okay. I like cash in hand. I like this, too. It uh, humanizes. Sure does. Our heroes. I like that he just keeps his credit cards scattered in a bag. Some while you're people, in Europe. Some people give me anxiety when I hear about the way they travel. Like, I just couldn't do that. There's a guy we used to work with. I, I can imagine he probably just had his passport in his hat the whole time. You know? <laughs> yeah, it would have been hanging loosely out of his back pocket. Like, I would have fallen out on the ground multiple times with people being like, oh, you dropped this. You know what's funny? If he's listening to this podcast right now, he knows who he is and he knows we're talking about him. Yeah, Adam. <laughs> That was Top Ranking Podcast, starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Special thanks to USS for the temporary podcast theme song. Find them online at ussmusic.com. Guests of Top Ranking Podcast stay at my mom's basement because we're in a budget and she gets lonely. Two birds.